the Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right. This is the No Focus Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. Thank you for listening and thank you for telling a friend. The No Focus Radio Hour is available anywhere podcasts can be found, including YouTube and your home smart speakers. Remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. And while you're reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. But if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Check out our site, nofocusradio.com, for exclusive content and to vote on Don's polls. Find us on social media. Our handle is at nofocusradio. You can also find the rest of our shows at lidomindmedia.com. I can't be with you, you can't be true And I know just what I got to do Gotta hit the ground running 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 to my favorite podcast Oh yeah Hit the ground running 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 to the No Focus Show In Fresno Oh, let's see here. Let's see. Sorry, guys. I uh, got lost. I got lost. <laughs> this is the No Folks Radio Hour, the number one independent podcast in the Central Valley. It's made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, for those who long to live in the Central Valley, and for those who celebrated Life Day in the Central yeah. Valley. As always, we have our beautiful cast of characters. We have with us Mr. Don Schlicks. Hey, I got a tip on what Marty stupid ass was doing. He's not here again, so I'll have to update you. He texted me and told me what he's doing, so I'll update you later. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. okay. Ooh, That's I'm, exciting. I'm intrigued. I'm very, very intrigued. intrigued. Yes. We also have with us Eric the Doorman. Hey, when you guys are doing your holiday traveling, I've got a new game that uh, my family and I are playing. It's called uh, Point Out the Gross Polluters. Oh, that's interesting. It's yeah, an interesting game. So basically what it is is when you're on that road trip, you know, when you, when you were a kid and you did the, like, slug bug, right? You yeah, see yeah. a bug, slug bug. Um, this one, all you do is you just uh, say uh, you see a Tesla and you go gross polluter and mm-hmm. you keep track of huh. how many how many uh, gross polluters you're able to point out compared to your other car mates. Interesting. Yes, new game, the gross polluter. Huh. That's point interesting. out game. Yeah. Gross polluter. I could dig that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And behind the mic, we also have. Johnny. Johnny. No. No. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Are you with us, Johnny? You seem here. a little Sorry. distracted yeah, over Yeah, I got there. a lot going on on my screens he does. here. He's trying got, to figure yeah. it out. Th- this guy is amazing. He's got like, his hands are flying all over. He's yeah. pulling I stuff up on one, the web. two, three. Three Four. screens he's looking at. Three right? screens. Yeah. He's yeah. got the soundboard. He's typing. He's lot, doing man. this. He's all over the place. I'm currently fact checking. I'm writing some notes. You know what you it's remind me of is that is you know when you has anybody ever watched that? Of course, everybody's watched it. Christmas, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, you yeah, know, know when they show. come when they come over to, to fix up the Christmas tree, and you see all the kids come over and just hands. Blah, 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 yeah. and it's like all the hands are yeah, just yeah. all over the place. That's what's that, going on. That's what that's what uh, Johnny Nobs reminds me of. You just see hands <laughs> flying all over. Stuff just gets done. It's the difference is I I screw things up they nailed it um <laughs> anyway hey let's ask because yeah. we don't want to break the uh we don't want to break it here uh what no. uh why did they call you johnny knobs so i was born in 1933 in adams Ooh. county ohio well right in the depression it is in the southern wow. part of the state along the ohio river and it is part of appalachia in the midst of the great depression wow as a child Young Ted Dave. My name is Young Ted Davis. It's part of a family struggling, as all families did, to make ends meet during the most difficult economic hardship America ever faced. Mm. Yet blessings abounded growing up in the rural Hill County of the Appalachians. I was gifted with plentiful food, hard work, and a tight-knit community. Now in my unforgettable memoir, Gobbler's Knob... (laughs) I share stories about farm life that are as touching as they are entertaining. Whether I was making homemade maple syrup, butchering hogs to keep through winter, or learning more than just words and numbers in a one-room schoolhouse, I had an incredible childhood. 
Join me for these and other inspiring stories of family, faith, and forging ahead in my book, Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go on. Where did yeah. I get that? So what happened was I wrote that book, Gobbler's Knob. Uh, it was a fake memoir about my childhood in, in 33, and it became such a big hit. You can get it on Amazon. You really? just look up Gobbler's Knob. Um, smash it. It's two, two five-star ratings. Whoa. And it became such a big hit, they started calling me Johnny Gobbler's Knob. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, that's where yeah. it came from. Oh, Johnny nice. Johnny Gobbler's Knob. But the ratings, there's this one guy who left a rating that said, um, that said, rural America during the early 1900s, I grew up in the same area that this book was written about, and it tells a story so loud that I have to turn down the volume. So that's how that's how they sort of call me that. Well, you know, I, this, very interesting. Now, uh, the part in the book when you move out to Hollywood is that when you took off the gobbler and they told you, your agent told you you had to just become Johnny. Johnny, Nobs Nobs they didn't like the name Gobbler. They yeah, didn't they like the name Gobbler. It says holding you down. It's yeah. holding you down. They You'll never it, be a star. That's right. Yeah, they said it yeah. wasn't good for my career. Gotcha. So okay. turned it to Johnny Knob, and now, as you guys know, I'm a huge podcast <laughs> star. <laughs> so wow. yeah, it's kind of the story. That's the best one yet. Yeah, yeah. Gobbles. How much is that uh, book? Can I get uh, seventy five dollars? <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, pocket change. Get yeah. Out of your couch. Check it out. Yeah. Check that out. Who owns the movie rights? Ooh. Uh, uh, Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, Weinstein. yeah. <laughs> yeah the Weinsteins. Um, Great. All right, guys, we got. This is a big one. We got some things to go over here. We got. Ah. Ah. Here we go. I got a bowl. It's been a long time. Don't click bowl. Now it's time. Who's bowl? We got a bowl now. Vote on my bowl. Oh, yeah. Don't click bowl. Can't wait. It's been a long time. Give me that now. Whose bowl is it? I want to hear it now. Everybody bowl. Oh, yeah. Give me that. Bowl's bowl. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. We have a poll. We did this poll a couple shows ago. It's been a little while. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I do want to admit, I left a name off this poll. So the poll is Uh who is the best pro athlete to come from Fresno State? In the most recent era. So we talked about 1990s and up. Okay. And we had Aaron Judge. Yes. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. Paul George. Yes. Yep. We had Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lorenzo Neal. Yep. And Trent Dilfer. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. And I I feel like I did leave off Devontae Adams. Yeah. Through the last oh. few seasons has been one of the best receivers in the NFL. I, I yep. apologize yep. to Devontae. He plays for uh, the uh, Browns. Dallas. <laughs> The Dallas Browns. The Dallas, the Dallas uh, Brown. the Dolphins. The Dallas <laughs> Brown Sox. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he play for? <laughs> he played a long My time opinion. for the uh, Packers. Packers. Green Bay Packers. Yeah, Green Bay Packers. Packers. That's what I was trying. He's won what? How many Super Bowls with the Packers? I don't know if he's won a Super Bowl. I thought he won at least one, right? No, I don't think he was on the Super Bowl team. Oh, that okay. Buccaneers. Probably Buccaneers. Uh, he's, all, he's with Derek Carr on the Raiders, though, this oh, year. yeah. Course. So two and, Fresno uh, State guys back together again, yeah, and tearing up the NFL. Well, yeah. it hasn't been going as they planned. Oh, well. uh, so we got the poll yeah. results. Thank you for all of those who voted. We actually got some uh, good voting numbers. Yeah, and also, if week. you do want to go back and listen to this episode where we give the poll, that is No Focus Radio, episode 156. Um, the name of the episode is Judge Reinhold versus Babe Ruth. So Ooh. Check that out there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and here we go. I'm going to go from... Uh, most uh, or littlest least uh, vote received to most. So, okay. yeah, coming in and fifth place. Yes, which breaks my heart because he was yeah. my boyhood hero, Trent no! Dilfer. Oh my goodness, number, number the Dilf hair. Number he actually got okay. one thumbs down. Let's I do this. Apologize oh no, no number five on our poll, but number one in our hearts. That's right. Yeah, let's do it that The Dilf himself. I know. I I watch that guy, man. There's so many awesome games. I mean, down to the last few minutes. Do you think it's because he's the oldest one on the list? Like, people have forgotten about him at this point? Yeah. Well, he he didn't have a pro career that... He didn't have a stellar career. Yeah. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl. Super Bowl champ. He made the Pro Bowl, I think, once. Had a good stretch of a career later in his career, but, but he wasn't a quarterback like you would think of. Uh, you know, of course, Montana or no, or no. Uh, he was know. a very very mediocre 
He was a good serviceable quarterback. quarterback. In, in, I mean, he did his job, and that's what won him the Super Bowl, I right. remember. I mean, he did his job flawlessly, didn't make mistakes, and they did what they needed to do. And that, they had that defense. The Ravens was just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that was a defensive team for sure. Yeah. Uh, coming in fourth place, okay, and it's probably because... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think people watch the NBA anymore. At least I I really don't. But it's no. Paul George. Oh, oh, Paul George. He was an MVP candidate. He still is one of the best players in the NBA. He's on the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, that's right. It's the Clippers. I thought somebody was going to say the Lakers. No, <laughs> it's the Clippers. <laughs> Good try. Uh, and coming in third place, really regarded as one of the best to ever play his position in the NFL, Lorenzo Neal. Oh, yeah, Lorenzo Neal. Do you remember the most famous play he was part of in his NFL career? Mm, I don't think so. And that was with the Chargers, right? He played most of his career with the Chargers. He he started, I believe, with the Saints. Okay. Oh, that's right. And at some point played for the Tennessee Titans. And uh, that was when he had probably involved with one of the most famous plays of the recent NFL past, uh, that was the Music City Miracle because I believe the Titans played in Nashville when they first uh, oh, that's started. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it was against the Bills in the playoffs and somewhere in the late '90s. And the the Bills went up and scored a touchdown with like four seconds left. Okay. And yeah, Bills win the game. Well, they still had to kick the ball off, so they kicked the ball off to the Titans. The Titans uh, catch the ball and they do this play where it's like they just keep doing laterals, oh, the laterals you know, all back, yeah. down the field and they yeah. scored a touchdown and won the game and they called it the Music City Miracle. Wow. Lorenzo Neal was a big part of that. I don't remember if he caught the ball or he was one of the ones who got it passed to him and then threw a lateral. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, he I was involved. He didn't that. make the touchdown, but he was involved. Yeah, in yeah. He was one of the one of the people that that uh, oh, touched the ball and awesome. got, the, got it started. Yeah, and, and then he had yeah, a really good career with the uh, Chargers. Uh, he was a, the main blocker for. He was, he was a fullback, uh, right? That Ladani, was his uh, Tomlinson, mm. you know, yeah, who was one yeah. of, like a uh, you know. He was the best blocking back, I think, in the NFL. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he blocked yeah. for. I think he's the blocked for the most thousand yard rushing seasons, you know, uh, in history. Wow. I don't, I'll, we'll have to fact check that, but he he's was one of also them. in uh, the hit show Renegade from like the early '90s, correct? No, but he did make barbecue <laughs> sauce. So oh. Lorenzo Neal was selling barbecue sauce at Lorenzo. Costco one time, and I went up to him with my daughter Naomi, uh, who was a toddler at the time, and he signed a card for her and called her, "Hey, little man, I'm going to sign this card for you." So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Lorenzo Neal. Oh, Lamas, Lorenzo. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Sorry, Lorenzo Lamas, Renegade. Oh, so yeah. uh, second, oh, we, we lost the poll. Oh, geez. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Sorry about that. There is actually a tie for first place. We're skipping second place. We're going straight to a tie for first place. That is between Derek Carr Uh-oh. and Aaron Whoa! Judge. Oh, there it is. Yeah. A and tie. I am going to have to break this tie. You are. You are. And unfortunately for my boy Derek, whom I love. Oh, no. Don't do it. They're having a stinker of a season. No. And Aaron Judge just broke the record. For most home runs by Yankees in a season. In a oh. season. Many claim to be the true home run record because we're past the steroid era. Yeah, Aaron Judge right. just did it. He's a big-time free agent. People are wondering where he's going to land next year. So, San Francisco Giants. Uh, my vote goes to Aaron Judge, which makes Derek Carr second place. Aaron oh. Judge, first oh, place. Oh, my goodness. The best pro athlete to come from Fresno State in the wow. recent era. We're going to send you a hat, a no-focus uh, radio hat Yeah, yep. Aaron Judge. We'll have him on. Yes. I'm sure you'll be honored yeah. by yeah, uh, winning you, our poll. If you could just sign up for the $10 a month program, we'll get you that hat <laughs> right out the door. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, it is uh, Thanksgiving week. Where uh, When the show what? comes out, it'll be Thanksgiving week. Yes. And uh, so I thought to get in the spirit of Thanksgiving. Well, I got a little update, first of all, on <laughs> Stu. And uh, so yes. Stu's not okay. with us again. He's been absent. Last show he was sick. He's not sick anymore. Oh, what happened? Uh, he is out preparing for Thanksgiving. Oh. So Stu okay. is out actually hunting. He hunts and he prepares his own game uh, for Thanksgiving. Does anybody know what they ate during the um, original Thanksgiving meal? Uh, hog. Uh, humans. Uh. <laughs> well, it wasn't Corn. turkey. It was fowl, wild fowl. Okay. okay wild so similar. fowl. Okay. And deer. That makes uh, sense. Deer. The meat. Yeah, yeah. Veal. They had veal. Yeah. Huh? So, but Stu's out. He makes something very special. It's called the squirrel stew. No, it's called the <laughs> Orkba turducken. Orkba turducken. Okay. And what it is is he's he caught an orca. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> and he's going to um, cook that up. He's, and inside, he stuffed a bear. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And inside of the bear, uh, he stuffed a big, giant turkey. Hmm. Inside of the turkey, he stuffed a duck. Oh, my gosh. And inside of the duck, it's a chicken. <laughs> So you slice that up, you get orca, bear, turkey, duck, chicken, wow. all in one big slice and it. marinates. And uh, stew is out. It takes a long time to catch all those animals, yeah. though. He had to run a, um, a fishing vessel and right. a we huge a, net. To we need get a the bigger orca. boat. We need yeah. a bigger boat. And then, of course, taking down a bear isn't easy. No. So, but he's halfway through getting I, all those animals. I think he does it with his bare hands, too, right? Yeah, he doesn't use guns. No guns for stew. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, congratulations to Stu. I can't wait to taste the orca. Yeah, he's turducken. better bring some in. I want to see yeah. this barbecue he uses to do all it's this. Huge. Or this oven, whatever yeah. he cooks it in. Yeah. It's huge. Okay, so my poll, my new poll for this week, we're talking Thanksgiving, side dishes. Yes. Think, I mean, we, we all know that, you know, turkey, <laughs> some people do ham, but uh, turkey's kind of the star of the Thanksgiving meal. Mm -hmm. um, but the sides sometimes make the meal, really. Truly, um, yes. Do you keep your sides separate on the plate, or do you kind of like to mix mix them together? Uh, I try to keep them separate, but usually they end up mixing together. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the mix. I like the a lot of it. Uh, pork gravy kind of over everything and kind of yeah. mix it up. But yeah, it's good stuff. Now, do you guys who like do you guys like doing the ham or the turkey more on Thanksgiving? I'm a I'm a Turkey guy, personally. I think turkey, mm. it's one of the only times I, it's probably the only time I eat turkey. On other holidays, yeah. we'll do ham. We've even done um, sometimes like uh, prime rib or something mm. like that. Um, so, yeah, I go with turkey. I would go turkey myself also. I do like the ham, though, yeah. on it, especially the leftovers. I love the leftover ham. Yeah, it makes good sandwiches. But yeah. yeah, but but turkey definitely yeah. for Thanksgiving. Okay. So some sides we came up with. We asked a hundred people, and uh, these are the sides that came up with. I want you to get on and yes. vote. Yes. So choice A for the best Thanksgiving side dish: green bean casserole. Ooh, the star of the show. Green. Do you like that? I Doorman. hate it. I never. I, you know, no, you know. I, 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 When I was a kid, I just never liked it. It looked weird to me with all the fried onions on top. Right. Yeah, the, it's pretty good, but you it actually tastes good. Cream yeah. of isn't it? Cream of mushroom soup yeah. and the, the green beans. I had and a grandma. Uh, that was her. That was her dish. My grandma. She would always bring that. You know, yeah. always me. We are. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. I was saying, I, the, the, the boss family, the Knob family, traditionally didn't really ever make that much, so it always kind of weirded me out. But uh, when I do go to places that do have it. I do kind of enjoy it. It's pretty mm. good. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. It is tasty. Uh, okay, choice B. Sweet potato. Oh, it's a classic. Sweet mm. potato. It's a classic. And typically, it's kind of like uh, got some brown sugar in there topped with yeah. marshmallows. Marshmallows on top. Or, I do yeah, like some it. kind of whipped cream or something. I do like that. Does your the, family make that, Dorman? Yeah, yeah, we have in the past. Yeah, it's really good. That's a staple for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. Um, C. This is probably one of my favorites, yeah. though. The stuffing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love stuffing. I do love stuffing, it's the too. the best. My wife hates it. No. She does not like... It's like, I have to... I'm like, we're doing our Thanksgiving meal, and I'm like, are we doing stuffing? She's like, what? You like that? I hate that stuff. It's like, oh, it's a fight every time. Oh, did She's she... got to try some Papa Gee stuff. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Certain, maybe I was going to say, yeah, it could be that the, the stuffing was just... It's not... So stuffing's well, like meatloaf, where every family probably has a yes. different recipe, and depending on what you put in it, you know, it can really change the well, flavor. Well, and I was going to say, do you guys like it now? Some people do more of a like a, a wet, moist type stuffing, and some will do a dry. Which one do you guys? Ours prefer? is a little bit more moist. A little typically. bit more moist. Okay, I'm a little on the drier side. I so like a little ours bit of the has uh, we 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 brown up some um, sausage, mm -hmm. okay, and mm -hmm. put the spices in like the, and then uh, we mix it in, and it's got like raisins in it, mm. and it's really Ooh. good. It's mm. like savory and sweet at the same. It's time. the best part of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Actually. See, yeah, my yeah. my wife is not a big raisin fan either, so she probably won't. <laughs> You probably still won't like mm. it. Wow. Oh, that's too bad. Wow. I was hoping to find her a recipe she would love. Oh. Here's the classic. Choice D, mashed potatoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got to yeah. have lots of butter in those mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a class. You can't, you got, you, now can't that, go wrong. I, I will say, when you're talking about mixing, it, it, I do take the turkey, and it's got the gravy, and then you got the mashed potatoes with the gravy, and I love taking my turkey and putting in the mm -hmm. mashed potatoes. I will mm -hmm. mix those. Yeah. Those are really good. Are you a cranberry person with your turkey and no 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 mm. i never you know what it was i just never liked that big glob it would always be in the can we never right. got like the fret or the, you know i don't know the different types of cranberry we just so got my the mom will stuff. make the um 
the fresh made, you know, the sauce, the cranberry sauce oh, that she okay. makes, and you okay. can drizzle it on. I actually like the can. I, I stick with really? the Really? <laughs> I'm a can, too. <laughs> you like that big glob. It, it plops out, and then <laughs> it looks, still looks like the can with yeah, all the ridges. It's got the ridges in it. Oh, man. That's, I don't know. It's always kind of freaked me out. Not that, you know, and I'll be honest, the taste isn't bad. I like the right. taste, but I think it was just when I was a kid and seeing that, and it's like, oh. It just, just adds a little bit of the sweet, again, with the savery. You know, yeah, with you the a little bit of the tart, too, yeah, the yeah. cranberry tart. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we got a big, big one here. I, it's hard to beat this. Is it the bread rolls? Mm, oh, that's a big yeah, one. The rolls. So we used to have a family friend we'd have Thanksgiving with, and she was famous for her bread rolls. Oh, that really? she would make. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, she I made? would probably eat like five of them with just, you know, they'd be hot and fresh. They were and made with, they're made on with butter. potato inside of it. So they're like really? extra. Oh, my God. They're incredible. They wow. were incredible. Yeah, and my wife makes pretty good rolls too. She does. So, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are good. They those almost homemade. Good. You're talking yeah. homemade, homemade, rolls. homemade, wow. not from the bag. Wow. You know, we're not talking Hawaiian sweet rolls or whatever. No, these no. are fresh made. That's what we would have. We would just have the ones you know you pop in the oven, warm them up, and then right. you know the one you buy at the store. But well, those are good too. Those yeah, are good too. But, oh man, a homemade one sounds so. And good. then the rolls the day after, you you cut them up. You put the turkey in there, maybe a little mm. bit of stuffing, mashed potatoes, and you, you get some mayo maybe, and you just eat the best turkey sandwich. Yep. So good. All right. The last choice, which is, I guess, popular, and actually my son requested it this year. Really? Mac and cheese. Mm. Interesting. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Interesting. I've never had mac and cheese at my Thanksgiving, but it makes sense because I love when I get KFC with the mashed potatoes oh. and the chicken, and I eat that their mac and cheese and the mashed potatoes together, and it's good stuff. So I've, I've never had mac and cheese at the I can remember at a Thanksgiving either. That's something new to me. Yeah, yeah, I could dig that. I mean, yeah. I like. I mean, actually, I can't because I can't eat cheese, but I could imagine really enjoying it. Theory, you know, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. The, the the first things that are on there for the most part you can eat. Uh, yeah, green bean casserole. Although that's got the the uh, cream of cream of uh, mushroom, I think, and it depends. Soup, sometimes yeah. it has. It depends on which one you get. Sometimes it has cream. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Uh, I wonder how that got green bean casserole. How did that even get mixed in? I mean, I, I know the pilgrims didn't have it. So <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> how did that get mixed in? As don't a, know how that became a thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's those are your choices, people. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have a different favorite that we didn't include because lot, there's lots. Uh, so is it A, green bean casserole, B, sweet potatoes, C, stuffing, D, mashed potatoes, E, the bread rolls, or F, mac and cheese. Mm. Log on and, they can find and these. vote for the poll. Yes, vote on the poll. You can get that poll at nofocusradio.com. Check it out. And it's right free. Top. It's free. It's free. It's free to, it's free to it's vote. free to vote. And while you're there, buy us a coffee. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. And there's a little link there. Buy us a coffee. Good call. Um, yeah, um, that has been. Ah. Uh, mm. uh, here we go. Thanksgiving poll. Vote on the poll. Have you seen this poll? Got a big poll? Do it now. Whose poll is that? On the poll. Don't wait. Whose poll is that? Don't hesitate. Whose poll? on the poll. Go and vote. Seen this Thanksgiving poll. Gotta vote. Have you seen that Thanksgiving poll? Do it now. Have you seen this Thanksgiving poll? Gotta vote. Have you seen that Thanksgiving poll? Yeah. Hey. I'm in the mood now for some I, I Thanksgiving that, meals. I think that was a turkey. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, it was turkey, turkey, turkey. <laughs> That was great. That was a good turkey. That was good. That was a good gobble. I like it. Gobble, gobble, gobble. All right. Tell us, Eric, you got a story here. Huh? This is some, some local news. Is this real? Yeah. Uh, I saw this. This can't be real. Cal- California. Now, it says California, but apparently in this story, this is from the GV Wire, I think, right? Is that where this mm-hmm. is from? Uh, apparently, uh, L.A., I think, is, uh, uh, and, and you know, whatever L.A. does, the rest of California usually does, Ugh. is getting ready to ban rodeos. Rodeos. Yeah. Rode- I like rodeos. Rodeos. <laughs> yeah, they're getting, ba- they're getting ready to ban rodeos. That won't make guess, Garth Brooks happy. I guess it's uh, because of the animal cruelty, you know, because they, I, I don't know what they actually do in the rodeos anymore, Like, but they say because they use here in the article, it says spurs, flank stri- uh, straps, electric prods. Do they use electric prods anymore? I don't know. But, I don't know. But apparently, I guess they're saying because it's animal cruelty and they're going to and the rodeos. Here's the funny thing about the story, though. I've always heard that the cowboys get more punished than the animals. Oh, I've yeah. Those guys yeah. Like, get ripped off. 
I, I think I think once and I, that dude his ear got ripped off, came back and rode that same oh night. He went to the God. hospital. Really? Those guys, on and those, those, guys those guys are amazing, man. Yeah. yeah, you talk about some real men. Those guys are very tough. And the, the thing about the the rodeos too is that it, you know most of these guys that have been in for a few years, they've broken every bone in their body. I mean, yeah. there's not a bone or not a place in their body that has not been broken. So these guys are, I mean, their body's pretty shot. But um, the funny thing I, I, I thought about the story is when they were, you know, I'm reading the story and I'm like, L.A., oh, yeah, they got to ban rodeos and save the animals. And I'm thinking, but what about, yeah, all the homeless people on their streets, all the crap, all the drugs, all this? They're not worried about any of that. They're no, just worried they're about a no. rodeo. People are fine to um, be homeless and sick and uh, on drugs. That's fine. Yeah, on, on the streets all over L.A. now. I mean, this is an epidemic in L.A., but let's let's go ahead and just worry about rodeos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh yeah I don't know I mean come on really is this like this is the funny thing it's like this this is the the typical political thing where it's virtue signaling those rodeo bulls by they live the best lives they get really oh yeah they and they get fact check we got a fact check no they do <laughs> they live the best lives they're super taken care of they're well fed they get you know if there's any illness or injury they get, and they're they're like they live the lives of celebrities after they're done rodeoing which they only do for a couple of years they go and they just have sex with all the cows they can because yeah, people wanna... if they're a great bull people want the offspring of well, that bull it's like bull. the horse yeah it's like the horses breeding yeah. horses you, you have race horses and stuff yeah it's the same type you want a great great bull right for the rodeo the next one mm. um the, but I was going to say is that it's like the And by the way the rodeo I'm sorry no, the rodeo okay. is the events that cowboys do in real life when they're hurting and they got to catch a uh, uh you know a, a cow that wandered off it's gonna yeah. hurt itself a, sh a sheep whatever a goat i mean that's what they do they use their their ropes they have to tackle them tie them up get them back to the herd it's that, that's a good point. Not cruel. I, I think people don't, you know, because we don't live necessarily in, in that lifestyle. That's I, I the think thing. I think people yeah. don't realize that that you know the rodeo isn't just made up to like be cruel to animals by a bunch of cowboy you know riding guys. This, this is actually and gals, but this is actually a a, a life. A, um, this is a sport that represents their lifestyle, like you said. Yeah, they're they're out, on the, they're out on the range and they're doing this stuff. You know, to to they had the cattle drives and they would do all mm -hmm. this, and there's still some of that that does yeah. go on. And, uh, and it does, it represents their lifestyle. And it was just a way for them to celebrate the best in their field, mm -hmm. right? It's like anything else. It's like, you know, for like actors, it's the Oscars. It's a way to represent the best in their field and, uh, you know, to do this kind of sport. But I, the other thing I was going to say real quick uh, was that it's just funny how these guys, uh, these politicians always do this virtual signaling. They, they want to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, we don't want our animals to be hurt, but yet their city's falling apart. You know, but but they're going to worry about this kind of mm -hmm. junk. You know, it's just, it's a typical because th this is something they can just you know control. I guess that'd they, be a big negative deal for with Clovis. The I mean, the Clovis rodeo is one of the biggest events. Can you imagine oh. if that if that spread? No. Uh, uh oh. Here it is. Okay, what is it? Home, home on the rain. Nice. There it is. Sorry, you just said it. That so. was uh, that was uh, actually live feed from uh, Stu out there hunting uh, <laughs> for his Thanksgiving. His bears and his or orcas. What, what was that called thing? The orbadunka or what was or that thing? Orca bed turducken. Orca turducken. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's a live feed from from yep. Stu out there on the on the range yep. hunting, some hunting. But anyway, yeah, it's just funny they can't control their own homelessness and stuff. So let's just take something that they, you know, it's like this is ridiculous. Anyway, it's pretty unreal. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, but oh, going back to what you're saying. Sorry, before we leave this topic, Clovis, that would be huge if this yeah. thing spread across California Ooh, and it boy. hits Clovis. Can you imagine? No, wouldn't can be good. You imagine, wouldn't be good. No, it's a big deal. And I'm sure Gavin would pick right up on it because it would be. <laughs> You know, the state's falling apart. Let's ban he rodeos. Won. He's going to be in charge for another four years. It's pretty yeah. Cool. It's awesome. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. What do we got next? This is actually, I got, this is, this is a big one for me. I thought this was fun. So I don't know if you guys know a lot about the, um, I'm going to play, there's a little bit of listening to another show here. So I just want to give you a heads up for the next few minutes. You're going to hear not a lot of us, but a lot of some other people. But we'll be breaking in, right? We'll be we breaking, breaking in. into the, okay. 
Um, but I don't know if you guys know about this Inflation Reduction Act, which they should be sued over because it has nothing to do with the Inflation Reduction Act. In fact, they officially said that the Inflation Reduction Act is the largest amount of spending for um, green energy. Green energy. It's the largest green energy bill ever. So which isn't green. Bigger than that Solyndra Obama thing? Much bigger. Wow. It's huge. So um, Kamala Harris has been talking a lot about these yellow buses that she's a big fan of. So mm -hmm. I just want to play a little bit about these yellow buses. And the reason is we spent a lot of money in this green energy bill on electrifying yellow buses across the The school United buses. States, the school buses. Because it's going to save us so much um, emissions. And then I'm going to play another clip from um, Stu Bergier, mm -hmm. who I'm a fan of. He went and did his research on how much we are actually going to be saving in emissions from these uh, school buses. Okay. And simultaneously, how little it actually helps. Well, and he doesn't even get to the point that, uh, yes, electric vehicles don't have emissions, but they require much more emissions to build. Yes. And then they also require you to destroy the earth to dig up those rare mm -hmm. minerals. And by the time you get a battery, yeah, so. 100%. So I'm just going to play you a couple clips here. Just bear, bear with I'm going to keep our mics live just so you guys know. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's some various clips. From the VP. Here's, our, here's Kamal Harris talking about various bus situations. And so I think about this subject of our yellow school buses in that regard. Because think about it, yellow school buses are our nation's largest form of mass transit. How about that? Every day. So yes, and let's applaud because it gets them where they need to go. <laughs> so here's the thing. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus? Right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. What are some parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, this, this amazing new law that you are most excited about? So, I mean, so much, so much. I'm, one of the things that I'm very excited about is what we have been doing in terms of electric vehicles. Um, and I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I really do, and we're manufacturing them in our country. I've been to the manufacturing. Well, I, I, I'm not sure. Does she is she for the electric school big, bus? Big or? fan of yellow school buses. I'll tell you one thing though. Before we can move on, real quick, yeah, yeah. I, uh, when they asked her that question, "What do you love about this new uh, inflation reduction?" Uh, she doesn't know what the heck's in it. No, nope. She just knows what her talking point is. Uh, school bus. <laughs> anyway, go so ahead. I'm gonna point out a couple things before I play this next clip because he yeah. doesn't do he doesn't he gets into some of it. However. The, um, just so you guys know, the um, Paris Climate Accord Act, I don't know if you guys know how that whole thing works. Mm -mm. Is that the thing they signed in the X-Men? Yes. Of Days of Future Past. <laughs> so oh we Paris Climate Accords, Trump got us out, we got back in. The reason that's a big scam is, is what it says is, is that um, the most green countries will pay billions of dollars to non-green countries <laughs> to help them become green. Yeah. By yeah a okay. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are giving China and other countries a ton of money. Like We're just paying them to become green. However, they need to, the rule is they have to cut their emissions in half by like 2035. So what China has done is, is they have said, okay, well, guess what? We're going to increase our emissions by like tenfold. And we're not only going to do this in China, we're going to go to South America right. and ruin the environment so there. They are India. Yep, so they are increasing their emissions in India, in all South America, in China, by mm -hmm. like huge amounts. That way, and they're getting, and we're paying for this. Yeah. We're just paying billions and billions of dollars to help them build more coal plants. And then in 2035, once they have all of this, then they can start, quote, unquote, reducing it. But I guarantee you what's going to happen is they're just not going to. And they, yeah. we would have just we just paid for their coal plants. So that being said, this is from um, Stu Does America, and he's talking about the school buses. And he's going to tell you here about just one, and he'll tell you, one little announcement by one government that and how it's going to affect. This is not our Stu. This is not our Stu. Sorry, this is from Stu Does America with Stu Bergier. So here you go. It's interesting because, let me go to the, the president for a second here and the Democratic Party. They passed a bunch of really meaningful climate legislation. Yeah. 
Oh, yes, this legislation is absolutely incredible. They bragged about it frequently. Because of the Inflation Reduction Act's investments, America is on track to decrease greenhouse gas emissions by about 40 percent below 2005 levels in 2030, positioning America to meet President Biden's climate goals of cutting greenhouse gases at least in half in 2030 and reaching net zero by no later than 2050. <laughs> now, of course, if you've watched the show for a while or watched these stories for a while, you know kind of the scam that's built into this. They are using 2005. Why are they reducing it from 2005 levels? Why wouldn't they reduce it from today? Joe Biden wasn't president in 2005. Why would he create a policy that reduces emissions from the 2005 levels? Well, of course, that's because they've already fallen. He's about halfway to the goal before he even starts. This is the scam uh, of the left. But this it's important to remember what this this bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, that has nothing to do with reducing inflation, but has more to do with a bunch of green spending. And this was touted as basically the most important climate bill ever passed. I want, to, I want you to watch President Biden talking about it. This bill is the biggest step forward on climate ever, ever. And it's going to allow, it's going to allow us to boldly take additional steps toward meeting all of my climate goals and the ones we set out when we ran. The biggest step forward on the climate ever, ever. The most important bill in climate history. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you might say, well, there's a lot in this bill. What's the most important thing in this bill? Well, luckily for you, Kamala Harris was asked this very same question, and she had a wonderful answer. What are some parts of the Inflation Reduction Act, this, this amazing new law that you are most excited about? So, I mean, so much. Mm. So much. I'm, Me too. One of the things that I'm very excited about is what we have been doing in terms of electric vehicles. Right. Um, and I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. <laughs> she loves buses. They I really do. And we're manufacturing them in our country. I've mm. been to the manufacturing plants. I've, I've wow. been on these electric the school buses. And think about it. <laughs> Aside from the pandemic, on a daily basis, 25 million children in our country every day go to school. What? On those diesel-fueled school buses. Wow, kids go to school on buses. That's an incredible insight from our vice president. <laughs> uh, she uh, is a big fan of the wheels of the bus going round and round, and she brought that to you right there. Remember, this is the most exciting, most important part of the most important legislation in the history of the climate. And I want to give you some perspective on what that means. So let's look at this bill. What is in there about electric buses? What could be so exciting? Let's read from uh, the summary of the bill. Clean, heavy-duty de vehicles. That's the part she's talking about. It's a descri the description is a new EPA funding program for Class 6 and electrical commercial vehicles, including trucks, transit, buses, and school buses. The funding... One billion dollars. All right, a billion bucks going towards us. Kanye uh, just lost double that buses. in like that's, four weeks or yeah, whatever. Pretty yeah. freaking exciting, yeah. right? I mean, that's the most exciting True. part of the most exciting piece of legislation in history. Now, the question is, all right, you got a billion dollars. How much does an electric school bus cost? I mean, is, is it, are they expensive? Let's look. The biggest barrier for school districts looking to adopt electric buses is the initial cost of roughly three to four hundred thousand wow. dollars per bus. <laughs> wow. Said Lennis Barlow, a clean energy associate with Environment Texas. So you got a billion dollars to buy electric buses. Let's just say let's let's throw out the rest of that uh, bill there. You know, the uh, let's see uh, trucks, transit and regular buses. So this is a key part, right? A billion dollars is not just going to electric school how, buses. How much, how, much was the, how much was the whole package? Do you remember? I can't remember offhand. How many billions was it? Uh, the inflation reduction. It was almost act. a trillion. Yeah, yeah. Was it almost a trillion? Okay. So this is the most, he keeps on pointing out, the most exciting part is the electric buses. Now, keep in mind that billion dollars goes towards not just um, electric school buses, but normal buses, other transit, a whole bunch, any class six vehicle. So how much of it's really going to buses? Not much, but he's saying, what if we took all of that money and gave it to buses, which we're not, but what if we did? And commercial vehicles, throw all that out. Let's say they're spending all this money on electric buses. If you were to do that, you could buy 2,857 electric buses, which hmm. is pretty fantastic when you think about it. It's a lot of buses. But 
what kind of dent does that put in the climate problem? Hmm. How many school buses do we have in the United States? She was talking about a lot of kids going to school. Well, 2,857 buses really make that big of a difference. Well, out of the roughly 500,000 school buses wow. in the United States, this is before this bill was passed, less than 1% or just over 1,800 were electric as of the end of 2021, according to blah, 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 blah. So, so this will get us about add, 2%. You're double, more 2%. than double the amount of electric school buses if in this country. If we spent all of it on buses, which we're not. In that precise way, which is not really how it's going to be spent. But let's assume it for make the best possible case for Kamala's argument. So let's say, though, we go bigger. I'm willing to go bigger. We know Kamala's argument, but let's go bigger. What if we were to go a little farther? Let's say we could take not just 2,000 school buses and replace them with electric vehicles. What if we did... Half of them, half of all school buses. What would that do for so our this is big. climate? Remember, we're only half- talking about in real life less than 2,000 buses. The remaining, he's talking about what if we made 250,000 school buses? Okay, so, uh, but, but just to clear up here. So for, for $1 billion, you essentially, if we're just talking school buses, you're getting 2,000. Best case scenario. Best we're case really scenario, getting you're, getting, you're getting 2,000. Let's just say 2,000 around it. 2,000 school buses for a billion dollars. Yep. That's what we're talking about. It would That's the take numbers. the electric buses from 1% to 2% of the school yep. buses. Well, the, the ones that are yep. already in, yeah, because okay. there there's already some yep. in, in use so right now. So now, if we did two, now the rest of this is if we did 250,000 oh school buses. Oh, my gosh, I'm afraid to now find out. Now listen to what happens if so we So if had, we go from 2% to 50%. Yep. Then what happens? Half of school buses in the country switch from diesel to electric. About 2.1 million tons of carbon dioxide could be reduced annually, even when accounting for emissions from electricity generation. Okay. Mm. That's big. 2.1 million tons. That's a lot. And that's exactly where they want your brain to stop. If you want to be on the left-wing green media uh, merry-go-round, this is the time to click on to the cat video over on your left, okay? You got to make sure you don't keep watching because now we're going to put all of this into context a little bit. Let's put the climate into context. I want to bring to your attention a really boring, boring story. A story that is so dull, nobody really covered it in any depth. No one paid any attention to it. And it was presented with really boring headlines like this. Uh, chi- uh, what is it? China vows to step up capacity of energy supply, comma, reserves. That's, is that a big story? Why would anyone care about a story like that? Who would even read it? Well, I read it, of course. <laughs> Sorry about that. And now I'm going to read a little bit to you. And I'm just going to give you this is the main, I think, the key part. But it was a pretty boring story. Uh, The ruling party aims, this is the Communist Party, aims for annual coal production to rise to 4.6 billion tons in 2025. A deputy director of the cabinet's National Energy Administration, Ren Jingdong, which is, by the way, now my favorite name, Ren Jingdong. He said at a news conference during the ruling party Congress that would be a 12% increase over last year's 4.1 billion tons. So, okay, all right, 12% increase of China coal production, whatever. Who cares? Why would anyone care about that? I mean, we have the most important thing ever with the electric buses going on. Why would we care about uh, something like that? Hmm. Hmm. Why would we care about something like that? Why bother bringing that story up at all? If it was important, wouldn't the media be focusing on it? All they do is care about global warming. Look, the truth is the media will never focus on a story like that because it would dismantle their entire narrative. Let me tell you why. The announcement that China made is crucially important for the global warming debate. This is just one part of one announcement. But what was said was very important. Just the increase, not the whole amount, but just the increase announced in the use of coal, not all fossil fuels, but just this one fossil fuel, is enough to wipe out all of the emission savings from the most important part of the most important climate legislation ever signed. We spent months being told 
at the top of every newscast how revolutionary this bill would be. And it's wiped out with one announcement from a foreign dictator. In fact, just the increase, not the whole amount of coal, but just the increase in the amount of coal used by China in that one announcement will cause more than 20,000 times as much emissions than Kamala's favorite part of her favorite wow. climate bill. Let's go crazy. Wow. Let's say we converted every single school bus in America into an electric school bus, a nearly impossible task that would cost us at least $175 billion by itself. Just this one announcement from this one country about this one form of energy that no one in the media focused on at all would cause 119 times the emissions saved by every single school bus in America going electric. Let's be a little more relatable here. The media and the left are always telling you to abandon your SUV. Do your part. It all adds up in the end, you know. Well, just this one announcement from this one country about this one form of energy that no one in the media bothered to tell you was important is the equivalent of adding 96,437,228 Ford Explorers to the world, all driven 12,000 miles apiece. Now, of course, this would be difficult to do in reality, not just because the traffic would be terrible, but also because it's 29 times the amount of Ford Explorers ever produced. Just this increase, again, not the total amount of coal they're burning, just the increase they made in one announcement earlier this week is the equivalent of 82% of all vehicles in America. If the left, if the media wow, really wow. cared about the climate, why would I be the one telling you this stuff? Well, I mean, we obviously know that, that the media is, is you know, on, on their side. That's, that's an obvious thing. But well, the point he's making is it, it, it's not really about emissions or saving um, really the environment because all that money we're spending wouldn't make much of a dent. I'm making a dent. I'm making a, yeah. Not even a dent. Not even a whisper. So what is it about? Why are we spending all this money? Right. Because people are getting rich off. They're all getting, they're they're getting, getting a rich. bunch of people are making a ton of money off of this. You know, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, I think it was maybe last show, you know, we were kind of joking about uh, Paul Pelosi's uh, stock picks. Uh, and uh, there you go. I mean, how much money did they put in green energy mm -hmm. before this thing went I wonder through? how many of these... Um, Politicians have invested in these yellow bus companies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> sure, is that not like? Does this kind of blow your mind? Like it's is nothing. It is the most insignificant amount, and that's like you said. The thing that blows my mind is that's not all their energy. That's just coal. That doesn't no. include the rest of their fuels. That doesn't include the announcements that they're making every month. That doesn't include. Um, it just includes, just that one increase from a tiny from one little announcement and it wipes out everything sure by well i, I mean I, th I think the general public knows uh, for the most part that you know this green energy thing's a scam you know the the, the thing that that especially with these kind of reports and stuff that really uh get me upset is is the fact that you know these people are getting rich off the backs of our country Mm -hmm. country uh, off of us you know off all the hard-working people off our backs these people are getting rich and they don't care and this country is so weak right. and it's getting weaker by the second and you've got countries like you know india and china and stuff that are going to take over manufacturing completely and they're not going to care about what you know they're going to care about greenhouse i mean that's nonsense anyway mm -hmm. you know they're going to care about all that but it's it's just a way to control and and it's a way for them to get rich right the bottom line yeah, it's just crazy. Another something I, else. I, that, I don't know. I'm kind of. I mean, I mean, it's not that I didn't know it. I mean, it's just that you know, when you hear it, like when you just always hear it, it just does leave you speechless for a second. You're you kind know? of speechless, right? Yeah. Something else you want to, if you ever want to follow this guy's name's Adam Stein. 
Um, you can find them on Twitter. It's at um, Dr-A underscore Stein. I'll put the link in the show notes. He is a PhD of engineering and public par- um, policy. He works at a Carnegie Mellon. He's a director of nuclear energy innovation. Um, and he is pointing out a lot of interesting things. Like the amount of energy, we're, we're shutting down so many of our nuclear uh, power plants. Yeah. He points out the amount of energy that we lose. Like in Michigan, we're shutting down the Palisades um, nuclear plant. He points out a couple of things in here that just because we're shutting this down, it's the same thing as shutting down 39 times all the solar that we're currently producing in Michigan. 89% of all the wind power and three and a half times of all the hydro combined. Wow. That's what we're losing. He also talks about the amount of emissions, the amount of emissions that we're going to spend by shutting down this plant. So he says the Palisades was profitable, for one. Mm. Um, It had a license from the Nuclear Energy Commission until 2031. By shutting it down, we increased Michigan's annual emissions by 2.8 million metric tons and roughly 5.9 million metric tons because they're going to have to continue running the Campbell Coal Plant now to up to uh, make up for make it. Make up for the difference. So by shutting it down, we're adding 5.9 million metric tons. But what was the number of those school buses that we were saving? I can't remember. I was don't it remember. Two, was, it, was it metric tons? It was, two it was million like 2 million something. or something metric Was that ton. metric tons? Yeah, yeah. And we're just going, and we're shutting down this plant for, and we're, instead we're increasing 5.9 million metric tons and- we're losing all the 39 times the amount of solar power, 89% of all wind power, and three and a half of all hydro power. Is that combined, or is that is that just if we were to take one each? I think it's oh, it's combined. It's combined. Yep. If we sh- and we're and we're just wow. shutting it down. And he, anyways, he's really he's really um, interesting to look at because he goes through and he goes um, and explains all of the stuff that we're losing by shutting down all of our nuclear energy. Now, I will um, say I will say this. Now, we're looking right now at Twitter, and this is another, just a side note, this is another, now, if Elon does keep Twitter open and free as far as, you know, being able to say stuff, this is another important tool, and this is why they got so upset at losing Twitter, right? Oh, yeah. Because they don't want this information getting out. I mean, you know, generally people have to search for it, but... Yeah, they, do, they, they got angry because, essentially, it's the... Um, citizen journalism is on the rise. People yeah. like this... Who is, who is a scientist, can now post, and we can all see it, right? And that's the thing that people don't um, like to see. Added annual emissions from nuclear phase-outs is equal to total emissions from 37 African countries. There you go. Um, it's just kind of crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of things that if you just start looking at this, you realize how bogus it really is, and it just kind of blows my mind. Um well, yeah, I mean, and it, and it leads. We always talk about, and everything just ties in. I mean, it circles back around. It goes back to the uh, World Economic Forum. It goes back mm-hmm. to all these guys, the globalism, and everything. I mean, they're obviously purposely doing all this. Yep. Now, besides making money off it, there's got to be a reason for it too. Uh, to what money, le- money and power, money and and to lessen lessen you know the the strength of our country, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, World uh, Economic Forum. By the way, uh, partners. They were partners with FTX. In case you wanted to know. Oh, yeah. Well, that was an interesting story, too. Um, I don't know if we want to jump into that. We don't have time. It's a big story. We'll get into it. But maybe I'll put together a really nice, lengthy story so we can talk about it next week in depth. Uh, That could be nice. What do we got? Yeah, we're running running almost on time. Uh, well, any plans? Know. Any plans for the Thanksgiving? (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's a good time. (laughs) Let's let's end end on a a happy note here, right? Yeah. Um, Okay, my plans for Thanksgiving. We're going to do – we're having a family Thanksgiving with the DeBoss, the uh, the Knob family, the Schlicks mm. family, we're all getting together. I think at the Schlicks household. I'm assuming. Do you guys usually do? Uh, uh, does somebody have a particular house? Like like you know, every holiday is like that. That or do you guys kind of switch holidays on houses? Or is it like every Thanksgiving goes we go to this one house. Every other Christmas uh, we go to this house. We're pretty much always at the Schlicks household these days. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What well, What's up with the Schlicks uh, Schlicks household? Why is it so fun over there? It's just the biggest house because all those kids that come over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, kids all over the place. They can hold the most and... people. There's like a, a upstairs the kids can hang out. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's nice. It works out. Nice. It works out nice. nice. Um, we can do it here. We could all hang out in the cold garage. <laughs> you should do a, a, a Thanksgiving Day <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we're doing that. We're going to hang out. I'm going to bring some. Um, um, 
some alco- alcoholic drinks to mm, sip on. Adult beverages. Adult beverages. Mm-hmm. Uh, careful, man. I got a beverage here. Um, I'm going to, I think we're going to bring, um, I don't know what I'm bringing else besides that. I'll find you guys, out. Don't, you guys have a specialty? Does each family make a specialty? Like, is there one dish? A couple of dishes? Turns out that the Schlicks end up making usually the potatoes and the salads and the... They make a lot. This year, they volunteer for a lot. I asked what we should do, and the next thing I saw, they essentially said, we're going to make everything. I usually bring the corn. And the alcoholic drink. Max likes to show up with a couple bags of frozen corn. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you one of those guys? Hey, look, I, I, I always... Dude, oh I, every year I say, what can I bring? And yeah. everybody do, doesn't tell me anything. So yeah. I bring... Like, I, I volunteered this you year. You used to make, uh, bring homemade bread. That yeah, I might do bread. I'll do bread this year. See, here, here's the deal. I, I, I'll say this. Okay, so here's the deal. I We've hosted Thanksgiving before at our house, too. And I love it. I love hosting Thanksgiving. But... The problem is, is that when, when you tell, this is, I, I assumed it and I was wrong. When you tell people like, oh yeah, you know, everybody bring dishes, right. you expect them to be bringing those dishes ready to serve and you plan the meal so that when everybody gets there, basically like, you know, I was doing Turkey. Right. So I, I was really trying to plan everything out. And we did a couple other dishes where everything was ready right when, you know, people were showing up. We said, be there at, oh. at two o'clock. You get there at two and like you're serving at like two thirty. No, mean, we're the opposite. Uh, yeah. We say get there at one, and people show up at four, and then they still have to cook all their things. <laughs> that's what, and, that, that's yeah. what I'm getting at, yeah. though. That's what happens is that then you know, and then I assume this, and then people will bring like, oh, I brought you know the mashed potatoes, but they're not. They're like you have to heat them up in the microwave, and yeah, then I yeah. brought, and I'm like, but we don't have all the kitchen, you know, yeah. microwaves and ovens to do all this stuff, and and so dinner ends up, you know, the turkey gets cold, and right. then this, you know, it's like then it becomes a hole, and it's like, ah, oh, I get frustrated, you yeah. Know? Is yeah. that what happens at the Schlick's house? You yeah, get frustrated? 100%. Yeah. The good news is we have a lot of snacks. So we just kind of snack all day. Then by the time dinner's ready, we're all kind of full. <laughs> yeah, we're never, we <laughs> never eat dinner. Like, you guys are like, hey, everybody get, get your leftovers. Yeah, yeah the turkey. Get... But the good news is we're, this is kind of oh how it's been gosh. going for years now. So it's kind yeah. of part of the part of the charm of Thanksgiving. I mean, how, so, okay. So if you host this thing, how do you, how do you, do you, do you now just not, not worry about it and just not even start the, the cooking? Well, typically what happens is mom and dad get there early. Because they make the stuffing and the turkey, okay, and they make it there like oh, that okay. morning. That's so kind of they fun. get you there spend early. Time with them, yeah, right? yeah. And then everybody else, you know, and then we're making our stuff, and then everybody else gets there a little bit later. I like to try to typically. get there early. That's always my plan. I used yeah. to. Uh, it just doesn't work out that well anymore. How, how does that? How does that? How does that work? Do you have other family members you have to get to? That's usually the thing. And okay. now I, I have two families. You know, I have wife's family there in town, so we'll usually go see oh. them. And so there's, yeah, there's. See that? That's the deal too, right? Is you have to pick like one place. And he's to go. already eaten with the wife's family. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah, we had that too. They showed up. like, go, "Were well, you guys going to eat?" Oh no, we're full. We already. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. what do we do this? Okay, so that's yeah, the other this thing. This year, though, I don't. This year, we're just doing the one, which is nice. So you should be there on time. Should be there on time. Because that's what I was going to say is that usually we, you know, we got. I'll update you next show. Okay. We we got pulled into that last time or we've been pulled into that too, because we've got several families and it's like, okay, you know, we'll hit this family, hit that family. And like, we stopped at some point and we're like, okay, listen guys, we told our family, we're going to one thing, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pick a place to go and that's where we're going. You know, and some people get upset, but it's like, I'm sorry, but you know, we'll hit you for Christmas, but we're going to go over here for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, cause it just gets to be too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's uh, so yeah, that's what we're doing. I'm gonna play. We're gonna bring some games. I think we're trying to play some games. Um, not sure what else. Don't know. What? Uh, what do we got? How much time we got left? We got two minutes. We got two minutes. Two here. minutes. All right. Any, uh, real quick. What? Uh, I know you're kind of like I don't know about it, but uh, thankful for. What are you thankful for? Um, ballot harvesting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, the Republicans will learn how to do that next yeah. election, right? <laughs> Uh, no, I've got a lot to be thankful for. My three kids are awesome, all all three of them. Um, you know, not troublemakers and and just good kids. I got I love my wife, uh, I love my family. Yeah. Um, you know, God is good. He He always provides. Where where we never have a lot more than we need, but we're we always have what we need. So, um, lot to be thankful for. Good, yeah. good, yeah. Uh, Johnny. Yeah, you know, I'm thankful for, um, yeah, same thing, family. I'm thankful for my baby girl, who's uh, just a bundle of joy. 
Um, I'm also I'm thankful for honestly you guys. You guys are good friends, oh, and it's been thanks, it's, uh, it's really nice to be able to um, be able to do this and kind of have a set hangout time with everybody. Yeah, and you guys always come through and uh, just in, in friendship and our little chats and everything. So it's uh, it's nice to have uh, good friends, and um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be a fun time for you because this is the first uh, year you're going to spend with, you know, your daughter. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the first holidays with her. So it's a exactly. very special I'm, time. I'm yeah. excited. Right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. Don? Yeah, when the, when the kids come along, you know, on their first holiday, it really, it really makes it special. Um, me, I, yeah, I'm thankful for the same things, man. Just my family, love my family, and and, and you guys, you know, and, and uh, you know, I am thankful for the Valley. You know, we do complain about it a lot, but, you know, I really do love living here. Yeah. I mean... Um, you know, I just, uh, I love the area. I grew up here and, and thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankful for God, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, watching over me all this time. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeping me out of some trouble, you know? Um, but, uh, and thankful, yeah, that we get to spend, uh, spend time with our families, uh, on the holidays. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, Stu's thankful for his, uh, hunting skills to get yep. his, <laughs> I hope he saves us some. <laughs> I'm going to go to his house like on Saturday after Thanksgiving, see if I can ah. take a bite of the Orkba turducken. Yeah. He mm. had to, then he had to buy like five or six freezers to stuff mm-hmm. this thing. <laughs> nope. You know what that means? Uh oh. It's time. Uh, hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you listening. As always, we just love having you part of the show. Uh, chime in. Uh, Join us on Discord. We're there. You message us, we'll message you back. Um, If you have any story ideas, anything like that, shoot us a message. Um, We're we're always there, happy to chat. Take a take a peek at our uh, club memberships where you can uh, just help us. If you just you know have a couple bucks, you can uh, buy us a coffee. It does help. Um, and um, yeah, check out uh, the Doorman's Show. Pardon the intermission. There's oh, yeah. a link on our show there uh, on the on No Focus Radio. Check that out. And um, also, a friend of the show, Stephen, has a show called uh, Gin and. Tonic. Gin and Scotch or Gin and Scotch. Yeah, gin and Check Scotch, that out. Um, new podcast new coming podcast out. Podcast coming out there. And so thank you guys. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, we will be talking to you post Thanksgiving, uh, catching up on Thanksgiving stories. Thank you all. Happy, Adios. Happy Turkey. See you Day. later. Five stars. Always crack number of stars, folks. <laughs>